Hey, Taylor. Hey, Jen. What are you listening to this week? Welcome to Season 3 of What Are You Listening To? The weekly podcast created to foster community through music by sharing the stories behind the songs that soundtrack our lives. Some of the songs are old, some new, all good. I'm Jen Tully, and this week I'm joined once again by musician, singer, and songwriter Taylor Ravenna. Taylor was one of the first musicians we had on the show back in season one, and back then we were talking about her amazing first album, Livermore Terrace, and now she's back with a brand new album called Girl Fuck. And this week, we're going to get a sneak peek of three tracks that'll be featured on the forthcoming EP to be released later this year. For the best listening experience, I recommend tuning into the show on Spotify. There, you can hear the show with the songs we discuss incorporated. You can also find the show on Apple, Amazon Music, or wherever you stream. But if you're not listening on Spotify, be sure to give the playlist a listen and then tune into our conversation. With that, Let's get started. Taylor, I'm so excited to talk to you about your new album. And that's what we've both been listening to this week. We're just going to go ahead and give like a spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Well, the first song that I picked is Loyalty. Oh, yes. I Like I said, it, like great to have you back on. You know, I'm such a fan of that first album. Um, then you had just like relocated to Austin whenever we talked the first time. And now here we are like a year later, you had several, not just one, but several amazing showcases at South by Southwest. You're all settled in Austin. You have this new EP coming at the end of the year. Um, so yeah, tell me about this first track. Tell me about royalty. There's like so much packed into this tiny little song here that I'm dying to know. Like, um, like first off, the album I know is um, is kind of like uh, like autobiographical a little bit, a glimpse into your diary. How would you describe it? I would definitely describe it that way. It was a very vulnerable project because I was coming to terms with a lot of demons that I wasn't necessarily able to really face at the time nor was I really comfortable sharing these songs with anybody because they were a direct reflection of my life at that point in time. Okay. So now, being sober, I don't drink anymore. I haven't drank since January 22nd. No, January 24th of 2022. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And so since giving that up and getting to a better place in my life, feeling happier, healthier, and a very solid relationship, a healthy relationship, something I've never known before, I feel happy in my job, I feel good with my music. So just, just coming to a better place all around, I feel like now is the time to actually share this project with everybody. And... Like I said, I want it to be a timestamp of where I was at that point in time and okay. where I've, I've come now and the journey and the strength to get to where I am at this point. 
Wow. And I feel like there's so much of this like packed into royalty too. Like I love this song. You know, I mentioned it earlier. This is a collaboration with Harrison, who you also know I love. I think that that kid is like a genius and the two of you together are just magic. So anytime you come together with a new track, I always love it. Um, you know, Terrified of Loving You is is one of my forever favorites. I always talk about that song when I see you guys. So um, that one will always be a fave. But I love this one. And I think that this song is just like, it's from the very beginning, whenever, and I don't know if this was intended or not, but that very opening, um, like musical sound that you hear has always, from the very first time you shared this song with me, it sounds like a broken music box to me. You know, those like little music boxes where you open them and like the little ballerina spins on the inside. Like it sounded like sometimes those would get like old and worn out and like they, they would kind of like slow down and like from the very first moment, that's what I heard. And so I don't know if that's what made me so open to the song or made it feel so vulnerable to me personally from the beginning, but I love that. So you get this kind of like broken music box sound and then you go into this beautiful, like, Oh my God, she's so vain. Look at her, you know, this whole like section where I'm like, Oh man, like it's like, it kind of like kept stabbing me, you know, from like the broken music box to that. You're sort of like, wow, it just felt really impactful straight away. Did it like, how did this song come about to you? Like, did it, was it, oh, I have so much that I want to say and I'm just going to like, let it gush out from the beginning or did it just kind of like the beginning, like you felt like you needed to set that song up because you were going to go into some pretty like deep self-reflection. Honestly, I didn't know what was going to come out of my mouth when I first heard that beat. So (laughs) I never, I never really know. So Harrison had created that and he like sampled something and then just kind of messed it up. And I I like your perspective on that and how it feels like a broken music box like that. And I used to be a dancer, so that's very symbolic. Um, But how you said it was kind of worn and tattered and it's old, but then like the first line that I do come in with is riding with the pain, she walks into the place. So it's like, there's this, there's this kind of damaged, there's this beautiful damaged person or thing, but she's really strong, really rugged, and she has an attitude and she's kind of going to get in your face. For, For me at that time, I had gone through a pretty rough breakup. I had lost one of my friends who I was friends with for seven years, and she kind of turned her back on me and became friends with my ex, when my ex wasn't the best person. And I had found out that she was just talking a lot of shit about me and posting, subtweeting type of thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a song about it because <laughs> I'm not going to give her the satisfaction of reaching out to her and letting her know that I'm actually bothered by it. I'm just going to write a song about it. And when it comes out, then if she knows it's about her, then great. But if not, then I made, I made art and other people like it. (laughs) Yes. So true. And I, you know, that's what I love about the song is like you're singing, you know, the main character, the girl in the song, it seems like everybody's got a problem with this girl, whether like real or imagined, right? Like that's the other thing that I think is so unique about the song. Like, wow, are people really saying these things or does she just think that they are? Because we often are our own worst critic. You know, you and I were talking about that right before we started hitting record. Like, and and even, 
even if we aren't, even if people are talking shit, like, do I really want to waste my time trying to change their mind? Like, probably not. Like, <laughs> like that's a, that's a big ask as well, you know? So it's like, it's the bit, there's a big ask in like, ignoring it and just like doing you the most confidently that you possibly can and mm -hmm. ignoring the noise or like not even really caring about the noise because it's not worth the time to fix like which right. one do you go with you know and I love that the song kind of bounces back and forth between both for me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because because it is it is both because there were things that were being said but obviously when you see those things your head automatically amplifies everything and you're catastrophizing yeah. and then you're assuming that everybody's talking about you. And so it kind of plays in between, I guess, fantasy and reality because the, even that line driving off a cliff in my race car, like that's mm -hmm. kind of saying that those things do affect me, but I'm back and I'm going to take over the world kind of thing. So it is kind of that delicate balance of going in between. And I like that you, you notice that I feel like you kind of made me notice more about that song. Yeah, I just felt like there was a lot there. And every time I listened, I would I would get like a different perspective, you know, so I thought that that was I just love that I love when a song can hold that much. And you know what, I might listen to it in two weeks and take something completely different away from it, too. That's the other thing um, about like a song and especially autobiographical songs. Like I think that they as personal as they must be for the for the singer songwriter they're so personal i feel like that vulnerability comes across to the listener as well and you get to like kind of keep that little like i don't know special piece of like oh somebody feels like i do about this mm -hmm. thing and that's just i don't know again that's like my sweet spot in terms of talking about music is when you have one of those little gems that you can share or somebody's really personal experience like finally made you feel less alone or they said it in a way that you wouldn't have thought to say it you know exactly. it's very cool thank you so this thank song you. had a lot of that for me but as we go into the next one another fave here another collaboration with harrison tell me about your second pick tiptoe Okay, yes, this one too. This one, the lyrics, I mean, it's that chorus that keeps coming back for me, that too many fine lines, too many white lies, tiptoe, tiptoe, I'm crossing your line, forget about mine. Ooh, like that makes me like, like I'm like, I want to just hug that sweet baby girl and tell her <laughs> the mom in me comes out like... <laughs> Um, and so it's just like this one too. It just like, it was one of those where I felt like where I could feel the empowerment and royalty. This one was just like, it felt so raw and so vulnerable. And I'm like, wow, how, how deep inside you must have to turn to find lyrics like this and, you, you know, and then be able to share them widely. Um, tell me about this one. Like I said, this one, it, maybe I, felt more rawness than was there or more vulnerability than was there, but I kind of don't think so. I feel like this one's like right out there. It is. It is another one that's kind of right in the spotlight because again, that was, that was really talking about my struggles with alcohol. Like I was a crazy party girl. And for me, I, I grew up in Florida in a very small town. So by the time I was 12 years old, like I was binge drinking and that's how, 
drink in Florida, at least where I was from. That's just how I was taught for a really long time. And so years of this goes on, like through high school, through college, after college. And then during this time, there were quite a few situations that had happened that had scared a few people, scared me. And I was like, okay, maybe I, I shouldn't be doing this and maybe I shouldn't be drinking. But I still was never able to fully stop. Like, I, I put rules in front of myself, and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go out, and I'm going to have one drink. And I would do that maybe once, and then the next time I'm like, oh, okay, I'm fine. I could have two. And then it was just a constant back and forth of towing this line of I'm fine and then just completely tipping over it and not caring because I'm with people who are drinking. I'm at a social situation, and it's a social event, and I – I'm anxious and I I feel like I need to drink to be my full self. And so it was, it was definitely a moment of a lot of self-reflection and a lot of holding the mirror up and trying to accept the truth, but not fully being able to and wanting to kind of escape that and break out of that. But also just feeling in the back of my head that, I don't think I'll ever be sober. I don't think that's in my cards. Wow. That's got to be a scary place to be, too. You're a young person. You're in, like, your early 20s thinking, like, oh, there's no other path for me. This is Mm -hmm. just kind of my lot in life. Um, And I think that, like, we talked about this, too, a little before we hit record, but I love that even in a song where – the despair feels very real and the vulnerability feels like so close to the surface, you still have this part of the song where you pick yourself up Mm -hmm. or you encourage yourself to go on or you remind yourself of your own strength. And I love that because no matter how despairing or raw a song felt, you always have somewhere throughout like there's a there's this common thread of you finding the strength to kind of point yourself in the right direction and say out loud like what I'm doing here isn't working and I'm the only person that really has the power to change that and then like right as I'm like living this moment and loving it you have a section in again multiple songs where like Harrison will come in and then you get like this really musically you get a really cool injection of something different for the song that's saying something from a different perspective. Um, And then you feel like you have support again, right? Both like musically, lyrically, vibe wise, like it just worked out so beautifully for me. And I know that there was a lot of intention and thought behind it, but it felt so effortless that I just love that. Like not only do you have this really raw, vulnerable um, space in most of your songs, whether it's musically or lyrically, it happened both ways for me as I'm listening. Um, But then you have these messages of hope or these like reminders to yourself of your greatness. And then on top of it all, you know, in at least these first two songs, you know, you have someone like a collaborator, like Harrison coming in really like supporting too. I love that. It just felt like, I don't know. It felt like friendship in a song. It felt like support in a song. And and that's how it is with him. Harrison is, the most amazing person I've ever met in my life. I love him. I trust him. And so it's really easy to get to those places with him because he has seen a lot of the really dark parts of my alcoholism and crazy days. And he's stuck around and he's, he's never wavered ever. And he's 
always wanted my best interest. And so it's just, it's very, it's very simple to be that vulnerable, but also because he's my best friend, it's easy to have that chemistry and that banter. And I just feel like we complement each other really well. And, um, yeah, I don't know what I would do without Harrison. He's the best. (laughs) Well, and it feels authentic too. You know, it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel, it feels like you guys have a shorthand and I love that too, right? It just comes across as just like being really supportive, both of you, of one another in a song. And I feel like for me, it translates in real life, you know, like again, just knowing the two of you, like it's nice to see that interaction too, um, whether it's, you know, a video of watching the two of you perform together or having coffee with the two of you or whatever it may be. Like, it's just that it's so beautiful. And I don't know that you would feel safe being that vulnerable if you didn't have somebody that you trusted fully. So um, I'm so happy as a listener that I get to experience that collaboration because it really, it's rare. And I just, I love when the two of you get together. Now, all that having been said, we're going to a track that does not feature Harrison and is maybe, I have to say, it's hard to pick, but maybe my favorite out of the three we are sharing this week. Um, so tell me what our third and final pick is to round out the sneak peek of the new album. Fake love. Oh, fake love. I love this one. Um, I really do. I, I feel like, you know, often songs use like a metaphor or a fable to get a point across. And I feel like this one's like totally to the point. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing like thinly veiled here. It is just like out in the open. And it's just like such a sick feeling when you wake up and kind of realize like you're not surrounding yourself with the best people and that like this that just like came through here and I love the line um I'm like I'm so curious to hear about this one I can't help myself sometimes I need to see the darker side and then I regretted it (laughs) I'm like that's so (laughs) it's true it's true it's like there's this little devil on my shoulder at least at that point in time of my life there's always this devil on my shoulder that was like you can take one more shot you could do one more shot. You could do one more of this, one more of that. And then I'm like, yeah. And I, it's almost like I had something to prove and I needed to be the one who could drink the most or do the most or whatever. And then the next day I wake up and I don't remember half of the night or anything that we were doing, or I was up until 10 AM the next day. And like, I hate myself the next day. And I'm like, why did I do this? I'm just hurting myself. Yeah, it's and I feel like that moment like is pretty powerful, like like nothing short of transformative, right? Whether you have it in like large or small ways, like in a large way, like going out and deciding like, okay, I need some help with this problem, whether it's addiction or whatever. And also like being able to to name it like I think sometimes too we just like wallow a little bit and aren't exactly sure what's going on and then when you realize you're not being authentic or you're not surrounding yourself with like good humans that can help you get where you want to go like it is it's hard to kind of like shake off your whole world view and like evaluate like what you can keep, what you need to move away from. Um, and this just, again, this was a song that felt like it held all of that, right? It's just like, it, it said so much and was so direct and to the point. 
And I think that like, even if the people that we are hanging around, like, let's say we're not even like surrounding ourselves with like, you know, garbage individuals, we're hanging around with like quality people that just aren't for us anymore because mm-hmm. our needs have changed, right? Like we also can't fake love ourselves exactly. into thinking that, you know, this group or these people are still serving you when they're not. Exactly. And so I love, we've been talking a lot about like songs, especially love songs and looking at different kinds of love, like familial love and romantic love and self-love. And like this one felt like it really was a good, like, self-love reminder like you have got to like there's no time when it is the wrong time to like embrace your authenticity and realize that the people around you for whatever reason or the way you are around them just isn't working anymore it's fake Mm -hmm. it's all fake and and I think too being in LA and just being with certain people who were very selfish and very self-serving that was really toxic in itself as well. And I was, obviously I was partying. So the people I was hanging out with were people I would party with. And there were a lot of situations that had happened. And I was just like, what am I, like, what am I doing? This isn't serving me anymore. I have to exit these relationships. I have to, I have to exit this, this toxic, like, cycle of being friends not being friends drinking too much wanting to be sober and also like you said kind of wallowing in it at that point I was like am I an alcoholic is because my definition of that is so so different at least from what I was taught an alcoholic you wake up you're drinking from the moment you wake up to the time you go to sleep and that's not necessarily what I was doing but what my relationship with alcohol and the people that were around me at that point in time, it just, it was very damaged and I couldn't continue that way. And I was following in my, my father's footsteps. And that was one thing that I was really terrified about. Um, so in the studio, again, being vulnerable, taking all of those experiences and like that one moment, it's kind of like, I'm talking to, my younger self in a way and just trying to be like like wake up I feel like all of these songs that little piece of hope that you talk about and that little piece of strength I feel like that's what I would say to my friends if somebody that I knew was going through this like this is what I would say like I want you to be able to to fix it and find yourself and get better and make better decisions surround yourself with better people like love yourself but at the end of the day like you need to love yourself and so, yeah, this song is like is the heaviest song for me. Um, but it, I think it's up there with one of the favorite songs that I've ever written because of how vulnerable it was. It was like that was like really ripping my heart out and just being like, here you go. <laughs> yeah, you can feel it. And and then like I you know I talked about the broken music box kind of opening up royalty, and then this one like the ending on this again. I'm not sure if it was intentional. I kind of think it was, but um, <laughs> for me, like just the the super powerful ending on this song of sort of hearing like the flat line, right? You sort of like get the beep, beep, beep. And that's like immediately what I associated it with. And I was like, wow, it was sort of this full circle realization of like, okay, you know what? I have free will. I can keep going and doing this thing that I'm doing, but there's kind of only one ending to that story. (laughs) And then you, again, like, I was like, okay. And I'm crystal clear on what that ending is, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what I wanted to translate. And Harrison actually added that in at the last second. And so he sent me the final version. And that was there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this just made it. This was perfect. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it did. It really does. It just, like, puts a bow on it. And um, and I think, again, solidified it as sort of, like, my my favorite of the three tracks that we discussed tonight. Um, and, you know, I'm a huge fan. So it's hard for me to pick one favorite when we're talking about your music, Taylor. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing what you're listening to. It is so good to catch up with you and have you back on the show. It has been far too long. I'm glad you have new material coming. I can give um, Livermore Terrace a little rest there. Um, You know, Too Loud, another one that I love. Go back, everyone, if you've not. Um, And, of course, to learn more about Taylor, you can follow her on Instagram at TaylorMadeRavenna, that's T-A-Y-L-O-R-M-A-D-E-R-A-V-E-N-N-A. And to listen to Taylor's music, you can find her on Spotify, Amazon, SoundCloud, or wherever you stream. And we'll definitely keep you posted on our socials when we know the release date for the new album. Um, As always, please be sure to follow, download, and share this show. And if you love listening, please drop us a review on Apple or Spotify. And finally, to stay informed on all things Super Awesome Mix and what are you listening to, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Super Awesome Mix. Thanks for listening, and please join me again next week to find your new favorite.